Welcome back to Wisdom for Wednesday where we discuss varying subjects around womanhood and analyze them through biblical truth. So we are back. This is the first episode this month. Glad to be back. I thank God for a chance to keep sharing with you to the honor and to the glory of his name. Um, so today the discussion is centered around breakups or heartbreak. Um, and I think I'm sort of coming down with a cold. So if I need to blow my nose or something, <laughs> please, please bear with me. Um, we're going to be discussing heartbreak, breakup, and the things in between. <laughs> well, um, heartbreaks are really painful. When you break up with someone you had the intentions of being with in the long haul, you feel some type of way. And especially if you are genuine and honest and real and um, invested for the most part of it. And you know, it matters why you break up with someone, you know. There are valid reasons as to why you would end a relationship. So that's fine. But in hindsight, you can never ever be prepared for a breakup. You can never ever be prepared enough to separate from someone you truly cared about. Of course, unless you are not genuine and you are there for your own reasons to serve your own purpose and now that it's been served or now that you have acquired what you wanted to acquire from this other party then you feel it's time to exit but otherwise I don't think there's anyone who's honest who can ever be prepared enough for a relationship they valued to come to an end and yeah i've been through a breakup (laughs) and uh, definitely wasn't prepared for it and uh, definitely didn't quite understand what was happening as i went through my healing process um i remember when my healing process began because I mean after you've been hurt after this pain after it has ended even if you don't accept it immediately the next step is healing the next step after heart is to heal so in as much as you're unprepared you just have to begin the healing process the healing process begins the next day or probably even the next hour after you know it's ended with someone because now your mind begins to shift when you're about to pick up your phone to text this person your mind tells you that you're no longer together so you see healing kind of just sets off almost immediately and you know I remember when I was in my healing process and I don't know 
what's your take but i came to realize that after a breakup healing is a process there are people who kind of see it as a destination and i know there are people out there there are women out there who actually set a time frame there's a woman who can decide you know i'm gonna mourn this relationship for six months and after six months i am done i am not thinking about my ex i am not talking to him by all costs and i am moving into the next relationship that comes you get i know that those kind of people who are kind of just very you know resolved centered they resolve it and they keep it moving and they never look back but for me as an individual i don't think i'm that kind of a person i think i took it by stride i took it as it came i went through the healing process as it unraveled and even as it unraveled i didn't quite pay too much attention to it i thought these were just emotions of it and i and i went along with it the crying the 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 yearning the longing the missing the texting the calling the back and forths you know and uh, i kind of thought that was just the process as it as it unraveled but now when I sit and I look back, God kind of ministered to my heart and he actually brought it to my realization that I was actually struggling with a soul tie. That all this time, as I was going back and forth, doing better today, doing completely bad the next day, was because of a soul tie. And so today... To demystify heartbreak and breakups, I'm going to go into the soul tie perspective. And we're going to look at what soul ties actually do. And I feel like it's a very good awareness. And that's why I'm bringing it here. So that anyone else, any other woman out there going through a breakup can analyze the breakup spiritually and analyze it through the lens of a soul tie so as to facilitate healthy healing because we also have to accept that healing has to be healthy if you're going to move on with your life wholly and um, sanely as well so even as we pursue healing healing really needs to be healthy And uh, I remember when I was going through it, I kept wondering, why does it hurt so much? Yes, I know I have been separated from this person. I'm okay with not seeing them, you know. But why does it still hurt so much? Why is it so extreme? Why is it taking too long to heal? And um, what I came to realize, it's because of the soul tie that was involved. And a soul tie is spiritual. It is highly spiritual. It is about two souls connecting, inter- being intertwined, two souls intermingling and functioning as if as one. You get. And so what results in a soul tie is one, emotional intimacy, you know, when you guys share in depth, you share a lot. You know, when something happens to you, you have this one friend that fully knows you. 
and i'm talking about probably a friend of the opposite sex you know you have this guy you go to and talk to and tell everything that's been happening and you share in depth you give them all the details you tell them what you felt you tell them basically everything about what is happening to the least details of it you understand and in the in that way you create an emotional bond and this is one way how a soul tie is created because when you create this emotional bond you become attached to this person emotionally such that now if this guy goes and get, gets married you can no longer access him the way you used to when he was single you know so there are going to be boundaries put in place and when these boundaries are put in place, you find yourself probably struggling because now you feel a certain type of way because you cannot tell him everything. You cannot share everything with him as it used to be before. A soul tie is also established through, and this is the biggest part, physical intimacy. And I know we always think sex is just physical, you know. Sex is just about, you know, two people coming together, sharing their bodies, and that's just about it. But if we are going to be honest, we have to accept that sex goes beyond the physical. It is the joining of spirits. It is the joining of souls. It is the joining of two people. You have to realize that in marriage, when you get married to someone, it is not the ceremony that makes you to married you get it is not the function it is not the party it is not the white dress it is not even the the bands of marriage it is not your rings that actually makes you married it is the act that comes after the ceremony that actually seals that marriage it is the consummation cons- it's the the consummation of that marriage through sexual intimacy that God acknowledges and realizes and, you know, rubber stamps on. So sex is bigger because sex is supposed to make two one. You understand? You become one person. And when we engage in sexual activity in our relationships outside of marriage we create the same bond that takes place in marriage only without the certificate only without the rings and only without having had a function and so this is how a soul tie is established and soul ties become messy in the face of a breakup this is when you know that you don't actually know <laughs> you get because now when you're trying to separate these two people that had become one thing do you see it you're trying to tear apart two that were now functioning as one one in soul, one in spirit. And now this is where the mess gets in because it becomes 
unbearably painful, you know? <laughs> and the soul tie deceives us. It tends to deceive us because it makes us think we cannot do without our exes, you know? But also because it's the tearing apart of two that had now become one. And it's definitely painful and it's undoubtedly crazy. And you know, a soul tie comes with a lot of things after breaking up with someone that you were not only physically intimate with but also emotionally intimate with. It comes with intense emotional turmoil. I mean, yes, there's pain after breaking up with someone, even when you guys were not having sex. If you were joining, you're going to feel some type of way because there was an emotional bond. But if you were both emotionally bound and sexually bound, then the emotional turmoil is extreme. And I'm going to say extreme. Because... A soul tie tends to heighten everything. You feel disturbed. You feel distressed. You feel helpless. You feel, oh, you are emotionally overwhelmed. Um, a soul tie also comes in the form of an obsession. This is another way of knowing that a soul tie is actually in play. You are sort of obsessed with your ex. You are pursuing them relentlessly. You're not even giving them a time to breathe. You are showing up at their workplace uninvited. You are calling them persistently without even giving them a break. It's call after call after call after call. So for them, it's missed call after missed call after missed call after missed call. Because I know if they wanted to speak to you, they would have answered on the first try. But because they're not interested, you keep calling and calling because it's sort of like an obsession. You are stalking this person on their social media platforms to the extent where now they're probably forced to even block you. That's a soul tie. Honey, that's a soul tie at play. There's a desperation of its own kind as well that a soul tie instills in a woman after a breakup. You kind of feel like you are in dire need. You know, like, oh, there's just this helpless need to be reconnected to your ex to the extent where you are calling his friends and begging them to talk to him you are begging him to give you another chance you are involving everyone and anyone around him just so you can probably have a second chance or a second go at the relationship you have gone to the extent where you have involved the parents you are calling his mom dad aunties cousins brothers sisters you are calling everyone to ask them to talk to him that's a desperation that is also inculcated through a soul tie a soul tie is also indicated by an unhealthy dependency on the ex you depend on this guy unusually financially he was the source 
emotionally he was the source you don't feel like you are sufficient minus this person and so you only you you now want them to just come back and give you a sense of worth a sense of identity you know and so you don't see a way how you can be without them a soul tie is definitely at play and also there's a heightened desire for sexual relations when a soul tie is at play because remember it it was this relationship was probably founded on sexual intimacy and now that this guy is gone and uh you are used to being together in this way you've you're you're you, you probably find yourself in a position where you feel the need to just have sex with this person even if it's at your own expense or when this person comes at you with um with a with a with a with a what when this person comes at you with a request to have sex you find yourself accepting easily you know this person knows probably your ex-boyfriend knows they can always come to you and they can always have sex with you even if their relationship is gone even if the relationship is ended, even if they broke up with you, but they still know if I go to her, she's going to allow me to have sex with her. And you probably don't understand how does this happen? What is this mess? Why does he have the power to access me in this way? You're probably even just sleeping with your ex when you are not seeing anyone else, you know? And you wonder how can he have so much control over you? It's a soul time. That is a soul time. And uh, it's important to also know some of the factors surrounding a breakup that could facilitate a soul time. There are things that we now struggle with after breaking up with someone. You know, unforgiveness rejection are some of the things that we struggle with after a breakup. After breaking up with someone, if you don't take care of some of these things, what you're doing is feeding this soul tie. And as you continue to feed the soul tie, you continue to be bound to this person whether you like it or not whether you see this person or not whether you still talk to this person or not you will notice that you are still connected to them either mentally or emotionally and it will begin to manifest even in your dreams and other areas, you know. So one of the things that I realized that I needed to deal with. So as to sort of just dry out this soul tie was unforgiveness. And the truth about unforgiveness is that it's hard. Oh no, unforgiveness is easy. Forgiveness is hard. <laughs> 
it's it's not always easy to forgive someone who has hurt you, someone who has done what they shouldn't have done to you, someone who has broken their promises. You know, there are all these promises in your relationship for marriage, all these promises, all these plans you guys had for the future. But now this person has gone back on their word and they have betrayed you and they have abandoned you and they have forsaken you. And I know it's not easy to forgive them. But the truth is unforgiveness will keep you bound to this person and unforgiveness will continue to feed the soul tie that is already in existence. And listen, forgiveness is fundamental to your healing process. And living in unforgiveness is like living in a prison, a self-built prison. You have literally built four walls set a roof on it, put yourself in there, locked yourself in while you while you have the keys in your hand. You understand? Self-built prison that you can walk out of, walk out from because you have the keys in your hand, but you won't because you feel this person is undeserving. But the truth is that unforgiveness is poisonous and you keep poisoning yourself because at the end of the day the truth of the matter is in as much as you think it's going to benefit your ex to forgive him the truth of the matter is that it's going to benefit you more because what you're doing by not forgiving your ex despite what they did is carrying them in your mind carrying them at the depth of your heart and carrying them in your subconscious so whilst you think you're doing yourself a favor and whilst you think that you are letting it go, you are actually not letting it go. You are still holding on to it. And forgiveness is basically saying you are not willing to let all of it go. So how then are you moving on? How then are you moving on if you have put yourself in a prison and locked yourself in it? But what I learned is that to... To walk free, I needed to forgive. And I needed to forgive him for everything. And uh, also, it came to my awareness that forgiveness after a relationship is threefold. One, and the most crucial one and the most important one is asking God to forgive you. Forgiveness from God. You know, there's all this shame after leaving a relationship. There's all this guilt there's embarrassment, there's regret because there are certain things that you did in that relationship that you shouldn't have done. And you know, when you struggle with this, the shame and the guilt and the embarrassment, the low-key um, anger because of the things that you allowed to happen, you know, your healing process is going to be delayed. So you need to confess your sins to God. Repent and God will forgive you. You know, if you, you know, for the sex, you shouldn't have been fornicating. Ask God to forgive you. For anything that happened in there that was unholy and ungodly, ask God to forgive you for it. And, you know, God's forgiveness is so liberating. You will be surprised how much better you will feel when you know that you are in right standing with God. And God is amazing. He will forgive you for 
everything because i know there are so many things that we do in the context of relationships even when we didn't really want to do them but because this person we are dating wants to do them we sort of also just do them to appease this person or to keep peace in the relationship just ask for forgiveness for all those things psalm 25 7 says remember not the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways according to your love remember me for you are good O lord you are rebellious he will remember you he will forgive you the forgiveness that you also need is from your ex there are things that you did and they were not right and you know there are even things that you did in secret and these things probably are haunting you even when you have walked out of the relationship. They are making you feel some type of way. You know, the things that you did to him, even when he was not aware, without his awareness, without his knowledge behind his back. And I know this is very raw and very uncomfortable and very, ah, oh, very, oh, very shaky. Why would I go back and now apologize? You're doing it for yourself. I realized that I needed to do this for myself. And for me, asking for forgiveness was strange. Because I wanted him to come and ask for forgiveness from me. And I know we always want that. We always want to wait it out and see after a breakup who's going to come back first. But I wasn't going back to get into the relationship. I was going back to ask for forgiveness. And it came as a conviction from God. And one day God just convicted me and told me, you know, you need to go and apologize for A, B, C, D. And un as uncomfortable as it was, I remember actually putting down an entire list and just asking for forgiveness. And my God, I was shaking as I did it. But as soon as I sent it out, oh, I felt so good. I was like, oh my goodness, a, a burden has been lifted off of my shoulders and I feel so free. I feel so light and you know, it brings in so much freedom and it dries out the soul tie because sometimes you still want to be connected to someone because of the things that you did that were not right of the mistakes that you made to them so you want to stay connected to them just to sort of kind of make up for what you did and you see this is feeding the soul tie and you're really never gonna get your freedom out of this of that past relationship if you keep feeding your soul tie even in the little ways without your knowledge and you know Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31 verse 32 always encourages me you know, when you ask for forgiveness and when your ex also asks for forgiveness for whatever he did, be willing to forgive and let go. Because in this way, you're getting rid of bitterness. You're getting rid of the rage. You're getting rid of the anger. You're getting rid of every form of malice that has been building up in your heart because of how the relationship ended. You are getting rid of all these things. And also because... God has forgiven you and it's your duty to also now just come back and forgive this next person. The same way we ask God to forgive us is the same way we need to forgive others and we need to forgive ourselves. And this brings me to the other aspect of forgiveness. Self-forgiveness. You need to forgive yourself. I realize that 
I struggled with forgiving myself for a while for what had transpired in the relationship. Because you know after a relationship has ended and you are trying to come to terms with it, you sort of go back and start to analyze it and see, ah, so what happened here, what happened there. And I have to accept that I wasn't always right. And when this comes to awareness, it becomes uncomfortable because you know you contributed to how south that relationship went and when you realize you contributed to it to the ending to the breakup to the to the culmination of that relationship just forgive yourself do not bear that burden for too long because the longer you stretch out the self-pity and the longer you stretch out the self-blame the longer your healing process will take and you will stagnate at one place and you will really not move forward. And in this way, you're feeding the soul tie that is already in existence. And remember, the healing process is all about breaking soul ties. You want to break this soul tie in a healthy way and move forward with your life. But if you're going to keep blaming yourself and you're going to hold on to all the mistakes you made as if it's a life sentence... You will be almost at the mercy of your ex. He can always come back and use it against you and say, Oh, you know, you also did this and this and this and that. And you're going to feel sorry for him. And probably also just try and take him back in. Or probably just have uh, sex with him just to make him feel better for whatever reason. And in that way, you are doing what you ought not to be doing at that point. Feeding the soul tie. Romans 3.23 tells us, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We have all sinned, even us who are born again. This is a reminder that we all sinned, and no one can attain the full glory of God. We all keep pressing on toward the mark. Pressing on toward the mark is the goal of every believer. And even in the, that breakup, you need to give yourself grace you made mistakes, learn from them, work on yourself, become a better person, release it, release it, release it. The other thing that I noticed also tends to feed and uphold and enable a soul tie and keep the soul tie thriving. You know, <laughs> it's kind of weird saying, you know, you kind of tend to keep the soul tie healthy well it's very unhealthy and it should not be in existence is feelings of rejection listen being rejected is almost being told you're not good enough you know when someone breaks up with you your mind tends to go into overthinking your mind exaggerates things your mind wants to defy logic and facts you know it's just this sort of kind of erratic thinking where now you start to question yourself as a woman. You're wondering, oh my God, am I not good enough? And you feel like maybe, yeah, I'm not good enough. You try to speak down on yourself. You begin to speak down on yourself just because you feel rejected. And this is a big factor after a breakup. And we struggle with these feelings for a bit. But it's important not to feed these feelings of rejection because you know it rejection instills hopelessness it instills worthlessness it instills sadness it instills 
instills what it knows how to do best is in t- instill a whole lot of insecurities after you have been rejected insecurities start to crop up left right and center you know if they used if your ex is to attack you over your weight now when you dress up in a certain way you've been invited for a party and you're going and then you dress up and you're like oh my god uh, even my ex never used to like this dress it doesn't make me look good i don't look good in it you know you know your insecurities begin to be fed because of the rejection that you have experienced and you know rejection by man is not rejection from god that is one thing we need to know and we need to establish uh well god is going to allow the rejection to take place because of its his own reasons there's something that he wants to do but it does not mean that god has rejected it just because he has allowed it to happen it is not an indication that he too has rejected you god would never reject you and when i think of rejection i think of the children of israel you know when god allowed them to be taken into exile in babylon god allowed them to be captured to be conquered to be defeated god allowed for their enemies to overpower them and lead them into exile for years 70 good years these guys were in exile and i'm sure they struggled with feelings of rejection i'm sure they were like oh god has allowed this to happen so it means he doesn't like us so much after all you know god has allowed our enemies to to take us through this shame and through this embarrassment you know and all these things that they would have thought but god never really rejected them god wanted them to learn a few things but he still came through for them and delivered them from the hand of their oppressors eventually. So even as you struggle with these feelings of rejection after a breakup, I need you to be very cautious and I need you to be able to set boundaries so that you don't keep feeding the soul tie that is already in existence. Just know I'm going through this for a reason in this face but god is gonna carry me through a soldier is easily fed by feelings of rejection especially if you stay in that state of mind too long but god is ready to help you like he did help the children of israel and this is evident in isaiah chapter 43 verse 18 to 19 i'm sure this is a scripture that most of us love because it's a scripture of deliverance it's it is a scripture that assures us of of freedom at the end of the day and you know it says forget the former things do not dwell on the past see i am doing a new thing now it springs up do you not perceive it i am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland amen this is a very powerful scripture that i'm gonna use in you know just analyzing rejection you know when you feel rejected. How do you now overcome these feelings of reject- rejection? Because you have to realize in Isaiah chapter 43, this, this was Isaiah, this, is, this was God speaking through Isaiah that he was going to come and deliver the children of Israel. But before he could deliver them, he wanted them to forget the former things. So one, how do you overcome feeling rejected? You need to forget. You need to completely put that relationship and everything that happened in it out of your mind 
So what God is doing here is that he's trying to deal with your mindset concerning your ex-boyfriend and concerning the past relationship. You know, God is trying to say, free your mind from everything you have experienced. Everything. Free your mind from all these intrusive thoughts that keep reminding you of the wedding that you were planning but it did not materialize that keep reminding you of the plans to travel the world of the baby names you guys had come up with together in preparation of your future sis you need to stop thinking about those things the more you think about them the more you feed your soul tie when you feed your soul tie what we begin to see is obsession we begin to see desperation we begin to see an extreme dependency we begin to see you slip into sexual escapades with your ex-boyfriend thinking you're gonna get back together even when that is not in his plan at all so forget then how do you overcome rejection you have to move on you see that scripture says do not dwell on the past do not dwell hey keep it moving sis go on move forward forge forward god is saying to move you know god knows it was horrific you experienced trauma and everything else in there a couple of probably abortions in there a couple of buttering in there you were beaten a number of times in there and you know you just want to stay there so that he never finds anything better you know because now he has abused you and misused you the way he has why should he move on and 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 you know taking someone else God knows all of those. He knows them. He knows how much fun you had. All those happy moments. How you got to travel together. The places you saw together. He knows you had a blast. And you just want to hold on to those good moments. And you want to have more of those good experiences. But if it has ended. And God has allowed it to end. Now he's telling you. Keep it moving. Why do you need to keep it moving? You have to realize the next part of that scripture says, See, I am doing a new thing. See, the reason why you have to keep it moving is so that you can see what God is doing in your life or what God intends to do in your life even after that breakup. Because you see, if you stay, you will not see what God is going to do, what God is planning to do. Because you, your vision is obscured. Your vision is obscured by the past, by what happened to you. And if your vision is obscured, how then can you see? You cannot see. But if you move, if you move away from sexting with your ex-boyfriend, if you move away from constantly begging him to stay if you move away from having sex with him then you will be able to see that god has a plan for you and it is a plan 
of deliverance but god is saying walk past what has happened to you now let go of the past now what happens at the end of the days when you let go when you begin to let go the lord makes a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland okay that's like what he was going to do for the children of israel he was going to carry them through the desert again as he did when they were living in egypt earlier on but for you now contextualize it and i'm going to contextualize it for you what god does is that he delivers you against all odds you think you can't move on god is going to carry you through what god does is that he shields you he covers you he delivers you delivers you from that soul tie that has been keeping you bound to this guy delivers you from sexual sin because when he causes a separation between you two you will not be able to keep sinning through sex anymore delivers you from all the lies that have been put in your head that you will never find someone else that you will never be anyone worthy minus your ex god causes deliverance but first you have to forget and then you have to move you have to know that it, it doesn't matter what you have been through in your relationship it is nothing compared to what god desires to do for you and if you do not keep feeding your soul tire it's going to dry out it's going to break and it's going to lose its power over you so forgive overcome those feelings of rejection and begin your healing journey because what i realized is when the so my soul tie began to break i began to heal i began to heal and so how do you begin to heal by coming to god now you have forgiven the guy now you no longer are struggling with rejection you come to god as an individual as you are as a woman you know and you begin to heal because god helps you to heal and healing is a whole process that god takes you through through healing god purges you he changes you he redefines you he remakes you he reestablishes you he does a lot of things in that healing process and you know at times we do a lot of things in the name of healing after a breakup and it's all in pursuit of peace because listen when you break up with someone you really want to be peaceful you really just want to reach a place where you're joyful again hopeful again you know when you are just your normal self and this takes a while it's a process and there are people who do all these extreme things there are people who sort of sort of have a breakup healing playbook and in that playbook is all sorts of things like Okay, I'm going to mourn 6 months stops. Then I'm going to put myself out there again. I'm going to go out there, I'm going to get drunk silly, then I'm going to get laid and then I'm going to probably rebound and the most 
you know accurate person to rebound with is his best friend or an acquaintance or a workmate so that it can really really hurt him oh there are all these ideas around healing and it's just in the name of looking for an outlet because i remember i also wanted an outlet you just want an outlet for the pain but i realized that the true outlet is christ jesus that was like my biggest realization after realizing i was dealing with a soul tie i realized that listen i cannot go to the world with this pain the world is going to break me more i cannot keep drinking and blacking out i wake up the next morning i have a hangover and i still feel like crap literally i am still struggling with the same feelings i am still feeling what i'm feeling so i cannot keep going to the world and maybe you have been going to the world to heal trying to heal you have been sleeping with all these people but you still feel empty you have been drinking and drinking yourself silly but you feel worse when you wake up the next morning and all the things i understand you're trying to work your way around it but at the end of the day is this an effective way of healing all the strategies that you're applying, you have to ask yourself, are they effective? Are they helping me heal in a healthy way or not? And for me, I came to the conclusion that the world was not going to help me heal effectively. It was not going to work. It was not going to touch me how I wanted to be touched. There was something inside of me that needed a special touch. And I have to tell you, there's something about God that is special with him fixing us back to wholeness. There's something about our creator and his creation and it lies in how and exactly where he touches us to fix us. God knows exactly where to touch you to fix you. He knows exactly how to heal you. He knows exactly how to put you back together. That broken heart of yours, you know, that broken mindset, those mixed feelings and emotions, God knows exactly how to work them all out for you. So are you willing to bring yourself to him in your brokenness? Are you willing to trust him with the process? Or are you, are you willing to trust yourself and go out there and keep making a mess and keep, you know, making a joke out of yourself? That's the question that you need to ask yourself today. And this is for... A woman out there who thinks rebounding is going to help. So after you, uh, is rebounding fulfilling? Is rebounding healthy? Does it ease the burden or does the burden get heavier? It's important to discuss some of these worldly recommendations around breakups. Just to demystify them and see if they are logical or not. But anyway... I came to God in my brokenness and what I discovered is that one, God heals. Listen, he will piece back every part of your broken heart. You know, you literally feel your heart is broken and it's in pieces. 
after you have separate after you're separated from someone but god is gonna mend you back together with his love he's a loving loving god he will do it Psalm 147 3 says he heals the broken hearted and binds up their wounds that is exactly what he will do for you he will bind up your wounds with a lot of sensitivity and with a lot of care because the world is insensitive and the world doesn't care so much the world isn't really bothered with how broken you are if you give yourself to it it's gonna keep breaking you but god is really interested and god is really bothered with how broken you are and he's ready to bind you back up you know what i also discovered i discovered that god is really really with us you know you know in that moment of discouragement in that moment of disappointment in that moment of anger in that moment of sorrow in that moment of shame and in that moment of disgrace i realized and listen god is really with me when i couldn't speak to a friend about it when i couldn't speak probably to my family about it and behind closed doors every time i put worship music oh my spirit would be uplifted every time i would listen to a sermon my spirit would be uplifted every time i would read the word of god my spirit would be uplifted my spirit man was being fed you know and the soul tie was being broken over and over again psalm 34 verse 18 says the lord is cr- close to the broken hearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit that's exactly what god did for me and that is exactly what god will do for you in that pit of heartbreak and pain that you're in you just have to come to him something else that i discovered is that god welcomes us as we are Sometimes you think we have to be perfect, we need to perfect our act, we need to come when we are calm and collected and put together when our makeup is done, when we are fixed and we are looking good. God is not interested in our appearances because most of the times we even feign appearances and we pretend to be one way when we are not god is interested in us coming as we are because he knows us after all god knows you he can see you in that broken state as we as you are you can see how hurt you are and he knows you like that and he wants you like that he welcomes you like that as overwhelmed as you are matthew 11:28 come to me all you who are weary and burdened and i will give you rest god will give you spirit rest just come to him something else i realize is that god promises restoration and he actually restores god will build you back up as if new he will build you back up better and bigger and different than you ever were you are one way god will turn you into a different way when you come to him you are seen in your past relationship as he molds you and directs you towards a new relationship he will turn your life around you will no longer go into a relationship with the intention of sinning but with the intention of giving god glory so god completely turns your life around when you come to him in your brokenness and in your pain and it is something that i have witnessed firsthand 
in my life. Joel 2.25 says, I will repay you for the for the locusts, for what the locusts have eaten, the great locusts and the young locusts, the other locusts and the locusts swam, my great army that I sent among you. I know you invested in that relationship. I know you supported him when he, he wasn't anyone, when he didn't have much, and then he walked out. Listen, God knows that there are things that you lost. You lost your peace of mind. You lost your virginity maybe. Whatever it is that you lost, come to Jesus and lay yourself at his feet. And what he will do with you, you will not believe. You know, I realize that God is the one who sustains us. Even as you go through the healing process, it's not always going to be smooth. It's not always going to be easy. There are going to be very hard days in the healing journey. Days when you just want to go and see your ex. You want to just call him. You want to text him. You just want to communicate with him. Something happens to you and it's a, he's the first person you probably want to talk to about it. And that is the day... When you need to go to Jesus and say, God, today it is hard. I am literally falling apart. Today I am failing. I called him 10 times. He didn't pick up. I texted him 20 times. He didn't respond. And God, I am failing terribly. Lord, help me and he will help you. Psalm 119, says, Sustain me according to your promise and I will live. Do not let my hopes be dashed. God will sustain you. And you will continue to live a life of freedom, no longer bound to this person. Lord God, the God will not allow your hopes for healing and your hopes for transformation and your hopes for deliverance from that soul tie to be dashed just because on one bad day you called him or you texted him or you saw him. God will not allow. Just keep coming back to God. He will sustain you through the healing process. The other crucial and fundamental thing that I realized when I came to God amidst that breakup is that God fights every battle for us. Even our emotional battles belong to God. Listen, soul ties are very intimidating when you think about them. Because you have been bound to this person, you are operating as one and now you are tearing apart what had become one. And when you think about soul times, soul ties, I'm sorry, they appear gigantic. They are like giants that are just staring down at you like this, ready to swallow you whole, you know? <laughs> And you don't know how to overcome them most times. I didn't know how to go about it. I was clueless, completely clueless, clueless. But the more I came to God, the more I was empowered. And how do you come to God? You come to God, you go into his word and you read about it. Instead of spending hours on YouTube just, you know, listening to music that is not even building you up, search out content on soul ties, search out content, godly content on how to be delivered from a relationship or how to heal after a relationship. Come to God, go into his word, study the word of God. Come to God, pray, pray and fast, pray and fast, pray and fast, pray and fast, pray and fast. I can never stress this enough. You will need to pray and fast and to pray and fast. And when I think about giants and the giant that a soul tie is. I think about David and Goliath. David was um, skillless when it came to war. And he had to face Goliath who was killed in battle. We are told that Goliath never lost a battle. He was, you know, that mighty Philistine. A fighter. He knew all the tricks. He knew all the ways to go about war. But David did not. And you know, David 
approached Goliath not out of his own strength but through Jesus Christ. And this is how you need to approach a soul tie. That soul tie that has been binding you and keeping you held in captivity. You approach it through the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You know, it is intimidating, I know. And you know, I remember in 1 Samuel 17, 44, Goliath threatened David and told David, come here. And I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Goliath was ready to kill David and feed him. Your soldier is ready to kill you and completely destroy you. But you have to fight back. You know, as your soldier could be gloating over you, telling you how you will never overcome. And how does the soldier do this? It tells you to go back and work it out with your ex. Even when you know it has not been working. Even when you know it has been toxic. Even when you know there's been abuse in it. Even when you know you have been mistreated. That's just a soldier gloating. Your soldier could be telling you no one will ever love you like that again. And no one will ever find you worthy. That's just a soldier talking. Your soldier could be telling you that you need to pursue closure. But you need to be careful in your pursuit of closure. Because even as you pursue closure, you're opening a door to be turned into a designated backup plan. Listen, some of these men out there, some of your exes out there are not ashamed of turning you into a backup plan even after they have hurt you and wasted your time. If you open that door for them, and that is what your soul tie wants you to do. It wants you to open yourself up so that you can be used more and mistreated further and do not allow for it to happen. Your soul tie always tells you that you can convince your ex-boyfriend to return. Listen, you are not meant to convince someone to be with you. You are good enough. And if someone cannot realize that you're good enough and they want to walk away and God allows it to happen, if anything, allow it to break, allow it to end because it means that there's something that is ahead of you that God is bringing forth that is going to suit you as it should suit you. So, a soldier is going to be gloating over you the way Goliath gloated over David. But you need to realize that David overcame Goliath in the name of Jesus. So you are able to overcome your soldier in the name of Jesus, not by depending on yourself, but by depending on God. You can never depend on yourself. You are a human being. The spirit is willing, but sometimes the flesh is weak. And that is why you have to hope in God and depend on God. And remember that... Every battle is his, even that emotional battle that you're facing right now as you go through this breakup, as you go through your healing process. First Samuel 17, 47 says, All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. This is what David told Goliath, the battle is the Lord's. I'm here to tell you today that the battle is God, God's and you need to give it to him and he will work it all out for you and you will overcome that soul tie. So dear woman out there that is listening, I know you are hurt. I know you are marginalized. I know you are forsaken, neglected, abandoned and even abused. But healthy healing is attainable. You can heal and carry for, move on with your life. What you need to do is to overcome that soul tie through Jesus Christ. Forget. Move on. Let God deliver you through the deserts and wastelands of that relationship. Please let God. Let God. Let God. Let God.
So this has been Wisdom for Wednesday with Jogoine. And I look forward to hanging out with you next time as we journey towards Christ-centered womanhood together. God bless you. And remember that you can overcome that soul tie through Jesus Christ. Thank you.